0: Hey everyone, welcome to West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, we're talking to Joel and Dylan Betty from Briar Brothers Brewing, who recently had their grand opening on June 25th in an historic grain building down on Elk Street in Buffalo. So on this episode, we talk about how Briar Brothers came to be. We talk about the crowdfunding and we talk about seven of their offerings that they already have on tap over at Briar Brothers. Plus, we talk about the space and just kind of get to know Joel and Dylan. So with me on this episode is uh, the Buffalo Beer League with Brian, Scott, Sarah, Jesse, Mark, and then myself. And we had an absolutely wonderful evening talking to Joel and Dylan. Right before we get into it, I want to let you know that West New York Brews is part of the Hopped Up Network, a podcast network of independent local beer podcasts. You can find them at hoppedupnetwork.com. So let's get right into the talk with Joel and Dylan. And then I'll talk to you again at the end. And hopefully I'll see you out at Briar Brothers one of these days.
1: So, yeah, my name is Joel Buddy. My name is Dylan Buddy. We're Briar Brothers bro. That's right. That's right. So I, I thought you were going to say Briar.
2: It's Briar, but no. Nope. No nope. Right. Uh, Briar is the, uh, the short form of Briar Wood. so that's where Dylan and I grew up, that street in uh, West Seneca. So, grew up on Briar Wood. We're brothers. Put them together, and that's where we're at. <laughs>
1: We, uh, we, we grew up very close in age, and so we, we involved ourselves in many of the same activities. So we were always called the Betty Brothers. Betty Brothers, Betty Brothers, oh, you're a Betty Brother. Uh, and so when we decided to take this venture, we kind of wanted to stray away from that. Now we're still referred to that by many people, but uh, when, we, when we wanted to brand ourselves, we figured we we'd go a little bit different, and that's where uh, Briar Brothers came up with. So.
2: Keeping the alliteration going,
1: but yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: just a different, different name for ourselves. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: all right can we jump into a beer before i start throwing in questions at you yeah absolutely yes where where do you want to go yeah so we actually we we kind of designed it to go left to right just kind of get your palates introduced to a little bit more flavor-filled beers and whatnot so the first beer that you see is agora that is our brown ale uh believe it or not this is the first time we ever brewed a brown ale as a brewery um (laughs) we we got the system in. it was delivered on a Sunday, installed by Thursday, we're brewing by Friday. And that's the first beer that we we tackled here. Uh, So you're going to pick up notes of toffee. It's a very palatable beer, especially for warm days like today. Uh, We are extremely happy with how it came out, and it is becoming a sneaky favorite to a lot of people who have tasted it and who have compared it to many of our other beers as well.
2: Yeah, I, uh, as Dylan said, it's the first brown beer he's ever made. So Dylan's our, our brewmaster general over here. So uh, just to kind of give you a little background on that. Uh, so I was always kind of put off by brown ales just based off of the, I guess, the false um, sense that they are heavier and just going to be a little bit less palatable. Uh, but as Dylan mentioned, uh, we were both very happily surprised when uh, this beer came out how it did. So it's, it's been the, my go-to so far. I like it. Awesome. What's the BB? We are at five, yeah. it's just shy of five and a half, yeah. so I okay. think we're at a five, five, four.
3: Yeah. 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 I like the used character on it. Yeah. That's
1: it's cool. a good. Thanks. Spot. Thanks. I, think,
3: I, I think it's good. I get like a, I get like a little roasted coffee off of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah uh so yeah we did use roasted barley that's in there so again that's where you're picking up mostly that that coffee that flavor and the yeast character we did go with a very standard west coast style ale yeast uh we wanted to kind of just let the beer speak for itself and not and and, and the style too again we didn't want to overbore it with all these additional flavors we wanted to keep it as standard of a brown that we possibly could and so we really wanted to really let the uh, the malt tops yeast really you know just do its, its job yeah.
3: yeah so have you guys given any thought to i mean as we progress this is obviously the first beer we've had but like what uh like in terms of flagships core brands stuff like that or are you not worrying about that so um we're not i guess we're not too concerned with that yet i mean we have the we're fortunate enough to have the flexibility
1: to brew i guess what you say what we want when we yeah. want now of course we know the market we know what people like you know what and of course we brew what we like to do as well and so, um, you know, we're not really focusing on a flagship right now that you're going to you know, guarantee to have available every time you come in. Uh, we do have series of beers, and we'll dive into those down the line, like we have Bowl, for example. That will be a, a beer that is relative, generally always on draft. It may not be the same fruit additions added, but you can expect to have a sour option, and that's usually our go-to. Um,
2: we also have a uh, experimental uh, like New England style IPA uh, which is going to be our yeah that's series again uh, we'll get into some of that more so as we work our way down the line here but uh, that allows us to just focus and show the characters of one specific hop that we're using uh, so again don't not to jump the gun but we're uh, the first one is Citra which again will be your, your fourth one so you know Citra's been our favorite hop and also, our mom's favorite hop to drink, so uh, we, we kind of made that uh, uh, a priority when when we were brewing our first uh, New England style IPA here. So,
0: so why is the first beer that you brewed something you never brewed? <laughs> Great question.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I still ask myself that today. You I mean, know, I, I, some of the decisions I make, I still question them when I go home. Don't don't think about it too much. Off the record. Yeah, off the record. <laughs> um, you know I so I, I've been fortunate enough to homebrew for so many years and I've also brewed with professional breweries locally you know especially Buffalo Brewing Company with John Domrez he took me in for about a year and a half two years and brewed on I brewed on a very similar system same size that what he had and I mean you can you can prepare yourself as much as you can by, by reading mentally uh, looking over your recipes twice over three times over um, but I don't think there was anything that was ever gonna make me feel hundred percent comfortable. On my very first beer on this brand new system, so I felt I felt the best way to get comfortable was to be as uncomfortable as possible, and so I wanted to push myself, challenge myself, and really just and see you know see what we can come up with.
4: Yeah, if you if you brewed, let's say what you thought was your best beer on the new system, and it came out like even a little bit not Absolutely. what you wanted,
3: like.
1: You could just spiral into,
3: right. yeah. like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and that, was, like another, that was another cons- yeah. no, that,
1: caution that I, I took when doing yeah. this was, you know, we, we brewed our blonde, our crusher, our, our student, our, our New England, on the homebrew scale, so we already had an expectation of what that should taste like. Yeah. And like you said, if, if there was any off flavor, if it wasn't reaching, reaching our standard, I would then start to drive myself more crazy of trying course. to figure out what went wrong and how it did. So, you know, that yeah. was my approach to it, is, you know, some people might be shaking their head, back and forth in a no manner saying that was wrong you know what are you doing man it was probably me for the first couple weeks (laughs) honestly. until we were waiting for it to come out so
4: like a buffalo brown ale is always going to be compared to the whale of course and I wonder like I know years ago like brewers told me like they didn't want to brew brown ales because because the whale had such a position but Mm -hmm. now maybe like so many people have had the whale and had brown ales now is a great time to make brown ales because everyone's sort of like exposed to it, and it's just a beer you can get at Wegmans. Like it's just a,
3: so it, essentially the well has opened up the tomorrow. Maybe yeah, I, I wonder.
4: Animals. Yeah, if maybe you know, like people are like, oh, I've had a brown ale before because. I don't know if they intend to can uh, no. yes, but uh, it's going to be a little <laughs> no, bit... No, no, but just like... If you, you can come pick, in here, you can pick a brown up ice. a six-pack yeah, of, of local brown ales at Wegmans you and know. people just have it. It's like in people's fridges. So you just, Yeah, uh,
2: and uh, so. I mean definitely, you know, especially first beer coming off the line was not something where we intended to compete with, uh, you know, something like the Whale or, or Community Beer Works or anything like that. But, you know, we after trying it and drinking it, and that's that's what I'm drinking right now, uh, you know, I feel confident that somebody will be happy when they order it and actually enjoy and taste that it is a solid brownout.
1: Is this the first batch? First batch. Yeah. First batch. Oh. Yeah. wow. Yeah. So uh, all the beers that okay. we're tasting today are batch one. Uh, batch two is already in the fermenters. Uh, we're... we're ready to go for um, for opening weekend, so when we have to uh, restock up, we'll have everything available. So So how long long ago did this have to start? Uh, So we started brewing, I want to say about a month ago. Yeah, two
2: weeks, uh, it was the week after Easter week. So it was like, dingus day happened, gone, then it was the week after that that we started brewing on it. So, So then how long before that did this whole thing start? The building or the equipment. So the equipment came in that uh, that week before. <laughs> so yeah, as Dylan said, we, we started as quickly as we could. Uh, you know, between waiting for temporary liquor license, official license, whatever it is that we needed to get going, uh, we didn't want to wait any longer than we needed to. Uh, I mean, just walking in every day and seeing the shiny
5: uh, shiny
2: equipment, it was just begging for us to turn it on. Uh, we did. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we did as soon as we, we really could. And, uh, I mean, to say we were excited to get started is an understatement. Uh, it's been a dream of ours for the last, you know, almost five years now. And to actually get it going was, uh, was just iconic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this is pre-pandemic,
0: you had this idea. Yeah. And then um, how long before you had the building and
2: the space and the plans? So, yeah, uh, well, we started brewing at home about five years ago. Um, and then we finally started making some good beers. Uh, Dylan will speak to it himself. Uh, you know, we we had a lot of uh, less than desirables uh, to start off, uh, but we, we. Dylan's obsessive uh, when it comes to any activity that he's uh, he's taken on. So
1: I just I, th- I like the term passionate. But sure, that's sure. About, that's what I usually refer to. a more eloquent way
2: of putting it So he's passionate about his, uh, <laughs> about his tasks. So he just became super passionate uh, to the point where he couldn't stop. And uh, that led into a handful of beers that, again, started to pass the test of us wanting to drink more than one of them. And then that started to pass the test of not only our mom and dad saying that they liked them. And then it was... To the point where, again, we started just hearing that we should make more of these. And in our kitchen in Williamsville, uh, in our apartment, we, we couldn't make more of it. So we started looking. Um, that was probably about four or five months before the pandemic hit. Uh, we had viewed a few spaces, this one included. Uh, we're going through the motions of trying to figure out if this was the right place. Um, and then, then the pandemic hit. And, uh, you know, we felt... It was a, its own little sign for us in a way. And thankfully, this place was still here and available for us when it when it was over. And we felt like we were in a spot where we could open and do something with this place. So, you know, again, we, we just kind of felt like this place was, was meant to be, not only just from the first time walking in, but I guess with all the things that happened after the pandemic, too. Yeah.
1: Let's dive in the beer, too, because yeah. like you guys are ready for <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, so this is our Blondale uh, Euphoria uh, we we anticipate this being again another series of ours uh, where we will be dry hopping it um, after fermentation uh, lightly just enough to um, kind of you know, Bring out a little more floral character out of it. Uh, it's again very standard style blonde ale. We do dry hop it uh, slightly uh, but again, eventually we will <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the
2: glass <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one must be heavy. Yeah. That one's got a hole in it. Yeah.
1: It's exactly. one
4: taster. It it's audio-only. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and so again, it was just another beer style that we grew to enjoy, and we wanted to put our own. I guess I don't want to say twist because there's nothing that stands out, or anything that we did different to it. Um, but it was just our approach to a Blondale and what you know, some of the characteristics that we enjoy when we drink them, when we have other um, other breweries.
2: And it made sense for the time of the year too. Just yeah. a very yeah. sippable, drinkable. Yeah all-day kind of blonde out. Absolutely.
0: Where did the name come from?
2: <laughs> so that's uh, the yeah. probably the hardest part that we keep saying is, uh, you know, Dylan loves making beer, and he's gotten to a point where you're gonna, he feels mostly comfortable with it. But it, when it comes to naming beers, it is, uh, that's, that racks our, our brains longer than ever. So uh, you're trying to keep them clean, concise, and <laughs> memorable. That's, uh, that's a that's a crazy kind of adventure to go on. So that's I guess one day we were texting a list of each other's of uh, names to each other, and I guess that one was the one of the day. So that happened about two years ago. I think they have so. name <laughs> generators
3: for beer on the internet.
1: Yeah, well, so so we a lot of the beer names we have in our phones on notes, and a lot of these names come come to our, 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 our just randomly, randomly, yeah. and that's usually when we're drinking. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, usually was we, well sure, we've yeah. had a couple, you know, bourbons, you know so we, and so you know we'll be spitballing to each other, we'll say something that we think is catchy or funny and instantly we'll open up our phones and put it on a list because tomorrow morning we're literally not gonna remember. Right. Uh, and as and as Joel was saying, even beers to us we find it to be a challenging um, obstacle and Joel and I have again. We're brothers. We're going to bicker. We argue. It's just it's it's oh oh, yeah. uh, I like to say I like to pride ourselves that we've done a pretty decent job of picking our lanes and staying in it. Oh yeah. Uh, But when it comes to the beard name, is when we really butt heads, and that's usually when we're uh, you know we're yelling at each other. We're arguing. (laughs) We're uh, disagreeing, and uh, and then so you know. When you see the beer names out there, I don't think it was just something uh, that was taken lightly. There was probably a lot of yelling. If
2: you like it, (laughs) if if you like the name, it's because I came up with it. If you're kind of like thinking about it, it, it's probably done. What is Agora? What is that? So, yeah, uh, that actually means to like gather uh, and, you know, be around people. Uh, uh,
4: Agoraphobia.
2: Yeah. Okay. If you're going out uh, and being around people. So, you know, again, we felt that's the kind of vibe we want in this place. Mm -hmm. Uh, And. It was a name that was in that list, and we hadn't figured out a place to put it, and it just felt like the right beer. The beer was brewed before it had a name. It was
3: just
1: brown ale yeah. in our, uh, in our uh, recipe catalog, and then it would... Yeah, it kind of looked like it was going down, like,
3: an emotional trail of Bora, <laughs> Euphoria, <laughs> Crusher. Uh, Crusher's there. And then, <laughs> then just, yeah, dot, dot, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. we <laughs> ran out of names.
1: Yeah. Close. <laughs> yeah. Close to that. Yeah. We'll get behind that name, because that one does have a backstory to it, and there's a little bit more behind that one, um, you know, once we get to it, so... Um, Again, some of the names do have meanings, and there are stories behind those names. And again, some of them are, are um, random nights. Random random nights of, you have freedom in your you naming, know, though, because you're not pinned down to a theme. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. So, um, you know, we are fortunate to have that, too, to not be stuck in one lane.
0: So then back to the space. Tell us about the space
1: we're in. Please. Random-eyed. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. up. Uh, uh, so the space that we are in, so we are in the old WME Kreiner um, grain silo malting facility that was later then purchased in the, I want to say early 70s to Buffalo Malting Company, which is the name that you see plastered on the main silo uh, when you're driving the throughway. So the room that we are currently occupants of is where the germination process of the malting process took place. Uh, so this silo itself was a major grain provider, especially for breweries pre-prohibition and post-prohibition. So the, when they would receive barley, the barley would be steeped for, I believe, about two to three days. After it was done steeping, the barley would be dropped into this room that we're currently standing in now. Um, behind us, and again, I know this is audio, but when you do come to see the place, when we are open... You I,
5: have um, to come see it. Yeah, yes.
1: absolutely. That's <laughs> that's, whole that's why we kept it audio. Uh, <laughs> so behind the bar, we do have... augers behind and those augers the purpose of those augers was that they they would spin individually but in unison they would roll back and forth the length of the room that we are now and so again to to make the room more accessible we did have to make some modifications but the major thing that we wanted to keep were those augers Uh, we a lot of the space was built around that a lot of our design concept was built around those augers and uh, you know we couldn't be more happy with like I can see they, got
3: like most of the wall and rail that the augers traveled yes, down. Yes. Well.
1: Yes. Yep. And so on those rails, and unfortunately, it just wasn't salvageable. There was tracks on there. Uh, there is one small section of track um, over here behind the uh, the neon sign that we were able to keep. It was the one that stayed most intact during the uh, demo. Um, so again, it, it kind of just gives you a visual of what this place was, and again, what it was, what was what was occurring in there.
2: And it is, uh, you know, a Buffalo historical site, which is something that uh, you know we're proud of to be a part of and be in. And uh, you know, just seeing it kind of come full circle from a major manufacturing location for brewing grain between Syracuse and uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, is, and then just being able to be in here making our beers and pouring them for you guys and everybody else to drink is just something that like we feel very proud of, and just good sense. Being in here and just being able to, again, bring it full circle for everybody, it's unique.
0: Being a historical site, did you have any hurdles or red tape you had to go through?
2: A lot of what you see is kind of what we were able to do, Um, so I guess if we wanted to really gut this place out, which would be just a shame, uh, that would have been, you know, uh, prohibited, so I guess what you see is what, what we were able to do, uh, and we could. Uh, I don't think we would have wanted to change anything more of it. Uh, again, being able to tie in the feel and the history of this place, and then be a part of the future of it, uh, is exactly kind of what we wanted to do with it, so.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, you nailed it on that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: what is the uh, capacity in here for people?
1: Uh, So right now we have seats-wise inside the tasting room. I believe we have 84 seats. That includes tasting room and bar, if I'm not mistaken. That might be, you know plus or minus five. Okay. Um, And then we also do have a patio area out front, and so that is where the entrance where you'll be coming in from. So we have private parking here as well, which is a huge reason. Yeah, off-street. Yeah, off-street parking. So we have two lots. We have the main lot, which you can park. The um, the parking lot goes around the whole building. And we also have the gravel pit across the street. That is ours as well. So that is open for parking too. So when you do enter the brewery, you'll be walking to the patio area. That will be lit up with, that is involved lighting. There's lounge seating out there. There will be uh, regular table seating. And then we are working on getting live acoustic acts, bands to cool, play on yeah. stage because we do have a stage that's built into the actual silo, which uh, we really wanted to emphasize. Outside? Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you look, you know, when you go out there, you'll see it's just a platform. It's for a two-man band. I think that's it's, it's, so a, it's cool. a cool setup, and I think a lot of people will you know, be... Uh, attracted to that.
2: You'll yeah. be able to sit like against the silo, which is really neat. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you just, uh, like a lot of our lounge seating and our table seating is either depending on the time of the day in the shadow of the silo or getting the full Full blare of the mm-hmm. today's Gross. sun, uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, for the for the seven or eight weeks that we get it, you know, I guess people yeah. will, will suck it up and yeah. probably sit out there.
1: <laughs> and we, we can't take all credit for our decision making, but we did find out as well that when the sun the sun sets on the side of the patio, so during the cooler nights and whatnot, we hmm. will we are to take advantage of the complete sun until it goes down. That's so awesome. these large silos aren't blocking the sun while you're out there. Usually, the sun hits it as you see now uh, in the evening hours, and it, it stays there until nightfall. So. Yep. Yeah, we can't take credit for that. We got, we got, we got lucky. That was not in our decision-making at all. That was, uh, that was uh, uh, lucky on our end.
2: You guys want to dive into the third one? Yeah, oh, of course. course.
1: Uh, so this is Crusher. Crusher is our session IPA it comes in at 4.5%? four
2: and a half percent yep. oh, Perfect. Uh,
1: and again so the name kind of just follows the beer and the abv on it crusher you can crush these you know that you can you can sit back on it again i know we keep referencing it a warm day like today drink a couple of these you won't get that full hit from a new england style um stereotypical higher abv i guess you would say from that six to eight and you can go higher if you want with the doubles but um Again, just a beer that has a lot of flavor. We, we do a lot of uh, dry hopping at the end there just to kind of bring through a lot of that, um, that citra aroma. Now, there aren't citra hops in there, per se, but citrusy, melony aromas. Uh, and Again, some of that you can just really enjoy on a warm day. What hops are in? Uh, so we dry hop it with Amarillo, Galaxy, and Mosaic. And those are all equal um, doses as well.
5: Excellent. Nice. <laughs>
0: That's fun to hear, because most of the time you say, "What hops are in this?" Just like that, I exactly. got <laughs> oh,
5: oh, oh yeah, so with this
2: <laughs>
0: passionate
2: guy. Yeah, that's,
5: yeah,
1: that's yeah. the word <laughs> he um, yeah, and, and I mean, that's also just credit to my my passion for brewing that I keep looking at the recipe sheet every day and, and making sure I didn't miss anything. So mm-hmm.
3: well, I I love it. It's you get the typical you know like, tropical fruit white peach. You you get those notes up front, and then you're waiting for that heavy body of a, of a typical New England. Sure. but it doesn't come because it's a session. Sure, and it's just it just lingers, which I think is a great feeling. Great, thank you. Thank and you.
1: And it finishes very softly. Thank you. Yeah. And now we, we can take uh, we can take feedback that maybe not be so positive as well. So please don't feel like you have to. Uh, <laughs> no, like we'll it
4: saw we, a couple we, more. Give me yeah. a bad yeah. here and, right, and Okay. I'll well,
1: yeah. Yeah, enough. we're very appreciative, but we also encourage uh, <laughs> uh, true feedback. too. Yeah, constructive
3: yeah. feedback. <laughs> So you want us to hate your beers while you're smoking. No. <laughs> it might make Dylan sleep better. I don't
4: know. So, yeah. um, I, I, I like, I, you said that, I like the beer better on the back end than I do in the Like, which I guess, I guess that's, I would choose that over, no, no. Sure. I guess I have to drink a little more of it.
1: That is a characteristic that Joel and I did observe when we were, and, and, again we were tasting it out of the bright tank. We were tasting it right after we checked it. We were tasting it at every different stage that we could. And that was one of the, uh, that was a note that was taken is the the initial taste. You kind of get this, I I don't know how to word it. But then it, it then it becomes pleasant, and then we start looking at like, oh yeah, like yeah like, yeah. But then we take our sip, be like, wait, oh wait, that, okay. And so yeah, yeah, and, yeah, it's interesting, you know. And we're
3: we're we're looking at the recipe, where yeah. um,
1: nose is good, and then it, it's a little like, right, a
3: little, You, see, you a said little, the ABV is where four and a half. It reminds me. It reminds me of almost a lighter version of Cosmic Truth from Reset Okay, right, sure. right, right, yeah.
1: right. Yeah, I guess I I can pick up on that for yeah. sure. Um, and, good company to be in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I was
4: gonna you guys. Obviously, when you brew these beers, you know you're you're drinking whether local stuff or sort of world world class stuff next to it. Like that's you know, do you how how much do you you know kind of use? Not that you're like I want to make it taste like this, but you must have like I'd like to be in this lane. Absolutely. Whether it's a,
2: I I think like the biggest thing that we're we're really striving for and what we would take pride in is people can confidently come in here and order three, four different style beers and actually drink them and be like, all of these were enjoyable. Yeah. You know, like, especially for, again, when you're when you're trying this first batch one of everything. Right. Uh, you know, what we're trying to do is just be like be for everybody to be happy that they ordered it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess like that seems like a, a childish way to say it, but we yeah. just like want these beers to be. You come down to a brewery that you're just experiencing for the first time. You tried three to four different styles of beer, and you can say all of these beers were done well, and I enjoyed them. I th- and then Dylan can speak a little bit more to that, yeah, and of course. But uh, yeah.
1: I, I think that's kind of one of the
2: things we're trying to set ourselves as. Absolutely.
1: And, and maybe to build off your question a bit more is like, how do we? Like, how what standard do we hold ourselves to, and how do we? How do we want to be known in the market? I guess so. Obviously, everybody knows you have your tree houses, your Trilliums, your Monkish, your Other Half, and those are guys. Those are world-class breweries that have perfected, and I can say that I mean, confidently. The especially the IPA, the Stouts, these these heavy, marketable beers. Uh, and Joel and I are, are regular drinkers of those of those mm-hmm. breweries, and so we don't. We hold ourselves to a standard. Now we're not going to call ourselves one of these next big guys right away, and nor do we. I don't want to say expect to create a product that is of the same level, if not you know, comparable to them. But it is something in the back of our mind. Again, we hold our stuff to it. We hold our product to a very high standard. Mm-hmm. And even if it is if it's New England IPA that we think is palatable, that we're like, you know, people like this, but will they really enjoy it? Will they want to come back when we have it again, or will they want to come back when they see, oh, Bravely is another IPA. You know, the last one I had was enjoyable. Let me try this new one. Yeah. Um, and I, so again, we do hold ourselves to a high standard, um, and we
2: try to. Yeah, I think once you become complacent, that's when you start losing your your love for the the craft itself, as well as I guess your your passion for it. So, I mean, becoming stagnant, becoming ha- just complacent with the the product that we're making is not good enough for us uh, so we want to continue to push ourselves uh, you know again Dylan talked about it earlier you know being able to stay in our own lanes as brothers uh, a lot of people would think that's almost like business suicide working with your brother uh, but I mean again being able to have the relationship that we've had this entire time uh, growing up again when we moved out of our parents house we moved into an apartment together so it was like it's something that we, we, we know we can speak to one another in a way that it's Constructive. So, if I tell Dylan one day that you know I'm I'm missing something on this, or I would like more of this on another thing, it's not taken to heart. He knows it's coming from a place of, you know, place of warmth. So, yeah, I think that's the the best way to say it. Is again, becoming complacent is just going to be the. the day that we lose our, our, our sense of passion for it.
3: So, right now we'll go on record and we'll say that Briar Brothers is the trillium of Western people. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you've heard it here. You've heard That's, it here. Right. I state it. Uh, we're, we're, we're coming for it. Right. it. We're coming <laughs> for it. Coming yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to build off what you were saying, I mean, no offense to my brother. God love him. I would never go into business with him. Okay, fair so, <laughs> God bless
4: him. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get that a lot. Well, just to kind of piggyback on that, you're going to get those questions, and I hear it. Everywhere I go, it's like, oh, I I really like blank. Mm-hmm. What do you have? I mean, some people would oh, say Coors Light or like yeah, my dad. But absolutely. some people are going to say like, oh, I, I had this great double IPA from other half. And you're like, you can't say to the person like, well, they've been doing it for a lot longer than I've So, yeah. <laughs> so but, it's, but it's strange. Like what, what encourages people? You would never walk into – like a restaurant, so like I had this great steak at a at Delmonico's <laughs> oh, in Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, can you like why but beer for some reason just kind of gives people the permission to do that?
1: I don't know. I, you, have a, you have a very good point, and I never looked at it that way. <laughs> but it, it's something that we've all just kind of accepted, especially you know working in I guess hospitality. I work hospitality and whatnot. That people come up to you and say, "I've had this beer," I've, and it's it's mostly beer. You're right. It's yeah, it's, it's never really it's this. not a do cocktail. That, do it's that not, next time.
4: Not, do that next time you order. Yeah, like a steak. Right. Like, I had this yeah, you're right. never $200 filet once. That. At a, like, yeah. It's a very good point, I know some people are trying to use it as a reference point, I guess. Like, yeah. oh, if, if I like this, then this. Sure. But there is always that, like, well, this this isn't blank. Well, well. Yeah.
5: yeah.
3: And we all go to enough brewers. We've all experienced that. We oh, I hear it every that. time I go somewhere. Yeah. Someone's
4: like.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I've probably done it myself. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, I've I probably done it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you get the opposite, too. Uh, I've I poured at festivals, and the question I hear most often is,
3: I don't like hops. What yeah, kind yeah, of beer do you yeah, get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, you Maybe that's why it, your yeah. first beer
4: that you brew is a brownout. A
3: fair enough. <laughs> right? That is actually right. Oh,
1: nice. um, but uh, if you guys are ready, we'll dip into uh, oh, yes. beer four on the flight I board. And, yeah. Yeah, no, I, mean, I know. I We have to. <laughs> So, uh, so this is, uh, as yeah. Joel was explaining earlier, this is uh, our beer. It's called Yeah That's. Um, this is a series of ours. So this is Yeah That's Citra. <laughs> uh, so this is our New England style IPA. That is a hop showcase beer. So this beer is strictly dry hopped with citra hops. Um, you know, again, we really just want to have a beer that mm. that shines through each individual hop. There are so many out there. I think they all deserve their own record. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: uh, Day in the sun.
3: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> in, in the sun. So is perhaps a naive question is crusher a session of this
1: it is not so okay. yeah so it is, it is a different base from uh it's a different base from our the malt that we use as well as the uh the yeast strain that we use so it is uh it is different in that in that uh, aspect Copious amounts of audio, so There's quite a few. There's quite a few.
0: just <laughs> so you don't have to sound smart. <laughs> there was an immediate flavor that hit me, like a nostalgic
1: flavor. Oh, really? I'm trying to Okay. Hopefully, good. Hit it again. Yeah,
0: Hit it again. I'm like, Five a Lot is
1: not Five a Lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, do
0: you remember Five oh, Of course, I remember Five, <laughs> five a Lot. <laughs> I don't
1: know. So, um, the name, this, this name has a story, and this one kind of holds, uh, I don't want to say, It's 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 close close
2: to to our hearts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, you know, as Joel and I began drinking craft beer, I'd say seven years ago, six seven years ago, um, my parents also got heavily involved. You know, they wanted to they wanted to (laughs) associate with us. They wanted to uh, relate to us. And so my parents got into going to breweries and you know whatnot. And we would have nights that we'd bring four packs and we'd share them. And uh, every time we'd drink, you know, typically an IPA, uh, my mom would take a sip of you know whatever it was, and she would she would. I taste something like I, I you know, and she's like I'm picking up something on this, and we. She would go, it's it's got to be, and she would name some hop, and she usually just knows three. It's Mosaic, Galaxy, etc. Those are her three. Those are your guesses. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, you're pretty much cutting out a lot of them, and it would be again a kind of beer similar to what we do. Yeah, that's where it's just with one huh? and we'd be like, No mom, like it's it's Vic's secret. It's you know and she's like, Yeah, that's what I thought and then so and so that always kinda caught on. And we, we picked up on it and we're like, So we wanted to make one in uh you know, to uh to mem- to remember those moments
2: yeah, yeah, of, yeah, our, of our yeah, early days, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah.
1: again yeah. there'll be there'll eventually be, yeah, that's mosaic, there'll be yeah, that's galaxy and she'll <laughs> she'll taste and say, Yeah, that is mosaic. And um and, and that's kind of the story behind that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do eventually have some artwork uh, you know, and label designs that will kind of um, play into it a little bit, into yeah. little bit yeah. as well. So that's we've been cool. working up that. So uh, doing the
0: artwork.
1: Uh, So Tom Cavanaugh, he is an uh, independent, and he uh, his, his business entity is Design and Sarcasm. Yeah. You can follow him on, follow uh, him on Instagram. Instagram. yeah. He's like, a lot we, of uh, resurgence. Yeah. He's got a big big presence in the... So what
0: size brew house you got here?
1: Yep, so uh, we are working on a five barrel brew house. It is electric powered. Uh, we have an oversized mash tun because, as you guys will taste pretty soon, we good. like to do um, heavier stouts. Uh, we, yeah, yeah, so. Uh, Sorry, just, to, got it. Sir, just got it. <laughs> uh So, yeah, we, we wanted to be able to have the ability to still brew five barrels of those heavier styles. We just needed more room for the grain. Uh, so, we have five barrel, I guess I'll say, brew house. We have five five barrel unit tanks. So we are um, able to ferment and uh, carbonate in the same tank. Um, I was—I always worked under the um, the standard of transferring beer to a bright tank before carbonating. So we still—you know—we still do follow that mostly for our IPAs, our heavily adjuncted beers, and whatnot. But we have used the unit tank for its full function once or twice, just because of the the ease of that. And so. Um, you know, it is, it is very convenient to have that as an option, but we still work under the um, the style of having a bright tank, per se.
0: And then you have it over there with the tables next to it, yep. and, and yeah, the yeah. chains and the stanchions. That's... Is it... Is the thought that you'll actually have brewing occurring while people are in
1: here? So it is. It is a smaller space, and when you are boiling 150 gallons of anything, it does get warm in oh here. Oh boy! Yeah. Um, and again, as kind of to circle back to the limitations, I guess we had with the um, the, the historic society is that we weren't able to install a, a vent for our boil kettle out. So we and do we have, have a it. heat condenser um, a stacked. Um, excuse me. Uh, <coughs> steam condenser. Uh, so again, it doesn't get unbearably hot in here, but it, it it's noisy. Uh, you know, you're moving hoses around and whatnot. We didn't want to take away from the ambiance, the atmosphere that we're trying to create in our tap room. <laughs> so there will not be active brewing occurring while you're here, uh, but you'll, there will be active fermentation. What about just
0: hiring actors?
5: Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. might laughs> <them>. That's, that's <laughs> the next level. That's <laughs> next nice level of brewery. right?
3: <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> we like the idea of it also being like, again, when you come in here, it is Dylan and me working, uh, so if we had to take Dylan away from, from everybody here to brew a beer, like I mean, it'd be a shame. you We need public yeah. partners. Yeah. It Absolutely. really is. You're yeah. yeah.
4: just going to be working
2: all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you
2: got that right. Yes, kids. No, <laughs> no not, none of us married? said. Uh, I'm engaged. Oh, um, congratulations. No, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, now's
0: the time to do it then, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're, we, we have the mentality that, I mean, because Dylan and I both work in insurance and we do our 40 hours. We have uh, opposite schedules of one another, so one of us will always be here. Uh, but we're, we're going to continue to do that uh, 40 hours a week and then be here on our open hours. It's just wow. the way that, uh, you know, we got to do it to... I mean, we, we, we did this all, you know, our, ourselves. I mean, we have that wall behind you uh, with everybody who helped us with Kickstarter, and it's a list of over 150 strong, and we couldn't be more appreciative of those people. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, that's that, that's the reason that we got to where we are, but it's not going to, I guess, get us to tomorrow. Uh, again, none of it would be possible between all of those people on, our, on that
4: wall and family. And so I'm going to... Uh I I texted two friends, their names on the wall. Like you, nice. you've gotten a lot of support locally. Like I've, I got beer from, from you from through Nick Beckman, yep. who hopefully he's listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> That's hope. So you've you've had some groundswell for you know three four years now.
5: Oh
4: yeah. Um, so how did like, how did that sort of come about? I mean, you guys are just kind of local you know, beer fans and you just all of a sudden like the yeah. support system seems
2: it, It's Yeah, it's extremely humbling. Uh I mean, Dylan and I, I think we take kind of some pride in the way we, we kind of hold ourselves uh, and a huge credit of course to our parents for that and our upbringing. Like I said, we've been close from ever since he was born. Um So, I think just kind of holding ourselves to that, um, staying true to who we are, not trying to be anything more than what we are, uh, but also knowing our worth is kind mm-hmm. of something that this city was built on in a way. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. so not only just this city, but like especially the beer community itself. Um, so I think a lot of people just kind of started, were attracted to that. Um, just kind of being two brothers, working hard to make something from a kitchen stovetop brewing system um, really is what got us to where we are um, we can't say that we were extremely heavy with marketing when we were home brewing in terms of trying to get our beers out there we made maybe 24 cans when we were able to can and you know if people got them they got them if they you know if they didn't you know we try to get them next time right yeah. Yeah. but you know i think that's that's kind of what it was was just I, I, and it sounds big of ourselves, but I mean, being uh, humble of ourselves is, I think, really what made us...
1: Yeah. I, I also think, like, just being fans of craft beer and, you know, the whole industry, and, you know, we we were on all of the Facebook groups, Buffalo Beer Geeks, Coalition, oh. yeah. uh, all, all, you know, every, and so, you know, we... We were involved in a lot of those events as well, and we would introduce ourselves. and again, Briar Brothers was at first just kind of a hobby for us. There was never really any sort of end goal of where we, where we are now. This is I would say this is the biggest snowball effect that I personally right. I've ever yeah. seen or been a part of. Yeah. And so you know we would go to these events for beer geeks or at these meetups and the, the community is so tight that you know someone would introduce yourself and they'd be like, oh, aren't you working you know aren't you doing Briar brothers?" Yeah. And I would you know you would be taken back because you were like, well, you know, we didn't really advertise this way. And they would say, Can we try your stuff? Can we get you know yeah. and, and then they would text us, they would message us on Facebook, and then we'd be driving to their houses, giving them two cans of whatever homebrew that we had in our yeah. homebrew setup. And you know, and that again that, I think that's where the support came from was just being such fans of the industry and the craft and then also just meeting all these people throughout that who have the equal passion so, for it.
4: it. I don't know. I don't want to, you guys not to say how old you are, I'm sort of like ballparking it. But is this the first brewery opened by people who kind of like grew up drinking Buffalo beer?
3: No, that's a good question. What would you say about six, seven years ago you got into the scene? So it's about 2015 so that's really about four years after the boom? Yeah. I mean, If I had to ballpark a guess, you know, it, you know, it has, you
1: know, like so I'm, I'm 27, so oh, I've God been God. drinking craft Jesus beer since <laughs> I got one foot of three.
4: <laughs> so yeah, the answer is yes then. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a very young 30. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. so you're I mean this
2: is the, young,
3: you're
4: yeah. the
5: younger end of 30. Beer,
4: <laughs> you you grew up and there was already a community and yep. you yeah. could get amazing beer everywhere. Yeah, yeah, And oh that's that's interesting.
3: Actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
2: I mean, nobody ever said it like that, and that's yeah. that's a cool way to uh, I yeah. say it. That's why you bring me to. It's
3: a, it's a far okay. cry from when we started, you know, in yeah. 2010, and there wasn't much of a scene at all. I was born yeah. in 1994. You didn't have to say that out <laughs>
5: loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, you guys are local guys, who are your favorite local brewers? Oh, oh, we just
3: crazy. put a rain oh, <laughs>
1: To do better. They're going right?
4: to sell. That's Give me one. shot of chimes. I
1: got a lot. lot. No. <laughs> um personally again uh, i think everybody makes great beer and that's not a pc answer i just again i, I enjoy everybody has something and you know we all have our opinions and uh, again we've, we've tasted good and we've tasted not good beer mm-hmm. i i frequent uh old first ward brewing uh not only because it's close to where i live you were just but first um, first i'm just a fan <laughs> I, they, again, every, anything you get there i've enjoyed you know um
2: I've been really enjoying uh, Joe over at Autark.
1: Oh, Autark!
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I've not been there yet. Yeah. so many good things. You, you gotta, gotta go. There. You got go go a, a, a super nice dirty, guy, yeah, makes really nice good beers. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Love that place, awesome. like, like, yeah. Said, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. like off Niagara. Right over by the old CBW. Okay. Joe, I hope you're listening. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. solid, Very well done. I hope he's well listening. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Autark, you're right. Absolutely. I'm Sorry, Joe. Yeah. Um, but yeah again like so I guess the, you know right now those ones that we frequent most I'd say mm-hmm. um, but anyways actually I think you were there the day we were there
3: I think yes. the we were yeah, i
1: <laughs> it's I Such
3: limited hours. That just clicked I, in my I, head. Yeah, absolutely. I, you were um, sitting over at the corner of the yeah, bar. Yeah. Uh...
1: So before before the chaos happened here, I was going there a lot. So is, I, again, great guy, we're bringing up Joe, but also just, just like the, the the area is just a cool spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the ambiance again, is cool. Yeah. The area beers are cool. good. I mean, that's that's yeah. important. Um, but. Back to our stuff here. This is our sour ale. This is punch bowl. This is a series, as I said earlier, that is. Um, it's not extremely sour. So no. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah yep, sour. yep. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, this is a, a series that we will have on draft, most likely whenever you're here, and it, well, again, it'll be a different fruit off, you know, um, adjunct added. So this is pineapple mango, uh, as you're referring to. It is not as sour as you may have anticipated. Not what I was expecting. Right. We do that on purpose. Oh. Wow. Uh, so we, we do not drop the pH um, terribly low. We we kind of we just kind of break that cusp of the uh, the sour range, and then we kill it there. Uh, we've come to kind of see that, in personally drinking sours, that we enjoy them more, and we can have more of them when we're not. Um, consuming so much uh, acidity, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So you keep throwing down the Primal sec afterwards. Yeah, right, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The heartburn doesn't, you know, the heartburn doesn't <laughs> kick in after one or two. Maybe three or four, it might. But uh, again, this is one that you know we've gotten a lot of feedback on, a lot of positive feedback on. People have enjoyed it. They've, you know, and again, it's not heavily fruited either. Where mm-hmm. you're chewing on it, it's uh, just enough to taste the flavoring in there. And uh, we like that you don't feel right. You yes. don't feel yeah, full. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. You don't feel. You full can drink more than, more than one. one.
4: Yeah. So we it's
3: kind of got
1: like a like a mouth. Prickle to it. Like, yeah,
3: there's like to it. Yeah. I don't know what. Where does that come
1: from? I think that. I think that's our CO two level. In there. What's the
3: technical term really? for mouth prickle? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, all right. I knew that's exactly. It's oh, it's it's so official. official. Okay, I didn't. Know. That's why I was. am asking the pros.
2: <laughs> 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 We're gonna use that term loosely. Uh, that might be a beer name. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like it.
1: Right. It's going
5: on the
1: list. That's right.
4: What is that feeling you describe when you eat kind of fresh pineapple? You get that sort of like. It's not quite puckering, but it's like kind of like. Like a tingle, yeah. And, uh, maybe, maybe that's. What
1: and, that, and that could just be the puree that we use. So we do yeah, use, right. we do use puree. Uh, again, probably not at the same volume that other places do, where you are chewing on it. Yeah. Um, and again, I think a lot of that, as you're referring back to, I believe what you were saying about that, the mouth prickle. Uh, I think that's just our, our carbonation level that we put in there. Um, mm-hmm. It is a little bit. I think personally, I think it is a little bit carbonated higher than some other, you know, smoothie style sours or sours. Um, Within that category, but again, it's just still a beer that we can
2: we can drink. Yeah, yeah going back to what Dylan said earlier, it was just kind of like you know we we still like to make beers, we like to drink, mm-hmm. uh, and this falls in that category. Uh, we, you know, we just again enjoy drink, being able to drink a sour beer without it tightening up all of your cheeks. Uh, take it as you will, and then uh, also you can go back for another one without feeling mm-hmm. like you you're you're full. Uh, we like to do this
0: into a, a mixed drink. with you know, shaved ice. Yeah. Obviously, it's
4: carbonation. Yeah. Right. Oh, I can see this. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> What's the ABV on this? That is
1: four and a half. Oh. Four and a half. I think it's like, you know well blended with between uh, the sweetness. It's it's, yes. it's very sweet. Yep. But it's blended with the, with the acidity nicely. Right. And that carbonation. Yeah. Four four point five. Comes across really nice. Right. Yeah. And, awesome. and I know we credit some of that to as, to the fruit. Uh, we keep we keep the base the same throughout everything and we do pick up depending on what puree that we're using uh, we do get different sort of mouthfeels on it Uh, we get different kind of um, some fruits kind of enhance the sourness that's what I've taken away with working like a a peach maybe not as tart as a pineapple would and uh, you know the reason why we do pineapple mango specifically is in my opinion that mango cuts down from that 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 and again yeah. the, the, the mouth pickles yeah. that you would get from just straight pineapple. Mouth prickles. Mouth prickles. Excuse me. Oh, mouth prickles. This, this is a uh, oh I don't
0: like
1: sour.
0: Yeah. Yeah yep. exactly. Good.
1: That's exact. That is exactly what we usually say. Um, I don't like sour. Well, just try this one. It kind of tastes like juice. Yeah. And yeah. A quick little, uh,
0: little
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So yeah, again this was one that caught on. And again, personally we were I don't want to say surprised how good it came out the first time, but we were. You know, our, our first tackle to sour and we we're like. This, this this will mm-hmm. stick, I think. Is this is your first sour. A, yeah, that's our first. Well, no, not, not, not a sour. Right? Okay. Uh, but our first style. I mean, our, our first sour as a style. on this and, and yeah. on yeah, this system. Right. Yeah. Still batch one on this system. But yeah, We brewed the, punch bowl before on our
3: own systems. So okay. Freak. That, that's what turned me on to you guys through the beer geeks. Oh, they, okay. The, the people people would reach out to us, the beer league, and they'd be like, "Oh, have you tried this Briar Brothers uh, punch bowl?" Mm-hmm. And then that's when you were, you know, if you could get cans, you could. Yeah, and, right. right?
1: And circling back to before, word of mouth. I yes, mean, people saying, "Have you tried this?" Have they bring us up, and again, that's it's also a pretty beer.
5: You
2: know, <laughs> so, that's like, sure. yeah. people that's like true. drinking pretty beers, and uh, yeah. Yeah. and this is extremely easy to market, especially when you you have uh, you know very picturesque fruits like we did. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's really cool. Uh, again, uh, we had a really good uh, response to this one. We mm-hmm. like drinking it. We like yeah, making that's it. That's
3: right. And uh, I know what you guys I, do too. Obviously, it varies on what fruit you use. Um, for the sour, but will all of them, this is the first crunch ball I've had, but will all of them be that low acidity? Is that, is that kind of what you strive for? Or does that depend on the fruit? Or I, I mean, we're always going to
1: aim for the same pH before, before we kill the, the souring process. Uh, and again, that's just because we want to try to keep everything as uniform as possible. But again, it, the fruit, I, in my experience working with purees, it does sometimes enhance or kind of dilute that, that sourness. Um, and so, and again, potentially, as I'm just thinking as I'm talking, as we know what fruits do what to the beer, we may scale the, the pH down more, or you know, or bring it up a little bit more depending on the fruit that we're using. But right now, again, it's trying to keep everything as sorry about that. It's simple. The and perception of acidity is relative to the other flavors in the beer. He said exactly. what I was Trying to say, this is he wow. why he won words. the competition? Yes. Yes. This guy is yes. award-winning homebrewer. The mouth-breathing guy. <laughs> Yes. So and that and that is. So sometimes
5: I
3: talk good and sometimes not so good. <laughs> so, like I just think of like so so we a, a big reason we started the Buffalo Beer League is to introduce people to local craft beer. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the biggest reason we started the Buffalo Beer League. But I love the idea of gateway beers, like approachable beers. And usually, when you think of a gateway beer and approachable beer, you think lagers. Sure. I have a hard time coming up with an approachable sour. And that's, that's what I would build this as. Like, my dad will dabble. He drinks Budweiser predominantly. Sure. But if I gave him this, I think he would really like this. You're right.
1: Again, it's a good intro beer. Yeah. Maybe somebody who doesn't like craft beer say. Like, exactly. And, again, a good intro beer. I'm just going to say that. It's, it's something that you can, you know, show somebody, say, oh, it's a sour, and then have them try and be like. It's not that bad. Now, again, not all sours are going to taste like this. Of they, course. You know, if, if they enjoy it that much and try to dabble with others, they may d- turn back to their Bud Light drinking ways, but, you know, at least if they like our stuff, then that's a win for us. Then. Yeah. So,
3: and, and that's also, a win for the scene. Right. Yeah. And also, yeah, just
4: like, the um, whatever is called a sour or even a New England IPA has been sort of, I don't want to say bastardized, but certainly like, you know, it's a... The word sour is like you can throw that on
3: yeah it's it's a a, tons of like stuff
4: that's not that's all over the map so i think people like if you get an idea of like oh this is what i think a sour is then like it's for some people this is going to be they're going to say like oh that's not a sour right (laughs)
3: well it depends on what style because they're looking for uh you know what you're looking you're looking to a smoothie style slap it this is an Yeah. yeah yeah right
2: yeah, it's, it's your breakfast juice. That's it. Right. Yeah, like you said, it's closer Practice to juice, juice. than it is. Four point yeah.
3: five is perfect. Yeah, yeah four or five is beautiful for this beer. Yeah. I want to try different iterations. There will be. There you will be. Could
4: probably, yeah, Scott, you're saying you could probably do some additional like cocktails even with this. Mm.
1: Like if you guys did brunch. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. This yeah. one yeah. kind of has like a kind of mimosa, yeah, yeah. yeah. layer to it. You
3: know. Are you guys planning on doing anything more like cocktails and liquor and? and
2: that's uh, you know, right now we,
3: yeah,
4: we need to know everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right no, we do You we we know do. what he really wants to say was like,
3: can we fucking open first? Yeah. I will not get my wife here unless <laughs> you serve wine.
2: Okay, so that's a, yeah. uh, you know, that's a. I, very, feel very, I, feel like I can very, back that up. Drop yes. her off
4: at or something.
2: That's a whole yeah. new uh, license that you know. I mean, a lot of people are doing it between the. Uh, farmer's brewing license. We just have a microbrewer's license currently, so it only allows us to serve our own uh, product. So the the restrictions on farmer's brewer's licenses are getting more strict in terms of uh, percentage of what kind of what materials you have to use per batch and how many barrels of your beer have to be made out of like those 86% uh, New York State materials.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, so it may be something that we look at down the line, but with the high percentage of ingredients that need to be used from New York State and the limited supply that New York State actually has yeah. to offer, um, we're trying to not be just the next ex-beer, you yeah. know, because eventually they're all gonna start to taste a little bit reminiscent of each other, With they're mm-hmm. all using the same grain, they're all mm-hmm. using the same hops from the same farms and stuff like that. So I think it's something we'll experiment with down the line, I think.
3: What about our food options?
2: So uh, we have packaged foods here, you know, just like what you need in terms of chips and beef jerky and all that good stuff. But uh, on our Fridays, Saturdays, and most Sundays, we're, we're teaming up with uh, food trucks. Uh, so awesome, we'll have them man. here. Um, and then also you'll be able to bring in any of your own food. So whether it be oh. a packet and bring it picnic or using some of the surrounding vendors and restaurants in this awesome area,
1: you can do that as well. So that, that allows us a lot of freedom and liberties with that too. Yeah, definitely encourage you, yeah, of course. I obviously take advantage of the food trucks when they're here, but if right. they're not here. Bring your own food, get a pizza. You got carbones, you got um, ricottas. ricotta's right here. Uh, and then again, we have plates, utensils, napkins, everything. So, mm. yeah, just worry about the food and we'll take care of the rest. Then.
3: <laughs> now, as a uh, an owner of a dog who loves breweries,
1: Ooh. Dogs are very welcome. Own. Yeah, That's so awesome. yeah, dogs are welcome. Love to hear that. Uh, yeah, we have uh, we have water bowls for them, uh, cleanup bags. Um, you know, so be it. So we, we encourage it. Actually, we're big dog lovers. So. Babies are welcome. Babies are yeah, welcome. we have yeah, we don't. Cats. <laughs>
5: okay. We're, we're cat dealing
3: with the cat guy.
4: Bring one of my cats to Mister. Yeah, you Dylan. guys are cat people. Just we'll <laughs>
1: see what happens. Dylan's the cat
3: guy. My don't like are, are cats not, loud are, I mean, if, if, you, if you want to
1: bring it, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn you away. Um,
3: cats on uh, leashes, that would be. Uh, mm, just
2: give, give me a heads up here. so I can just take my Zyrtec or whatever I need to oh, that day. I'm not good
1: with them. This is the part of this the podcast where we go So
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try to bring them back. I
1: already started. Let's dive into this now. So this is our seltzer. This is, again, another series, uh, you, you would say. This is bubbly. Uh, our flavor is, this one is pink lemonade. Uh, so, again, just a, I don't, I don't want to say standard, but it's a very um, typical approach to a hard seltzer. Um, water, dextrose, or sucrose, whatever, you know whatever your, um, pick your poison. Uh, we ferment it with a, a dry kvike yeast. And uh, after fermentation is ended, we, we, we kill fermentation. We make sure that there's no... Um, Refermentation occurring, and then we will just add whatever flavor, added, you know, additive we're going to put in, and so we want pink lemonade, again, I know we keep circling back, hot days, you got to drink this, you know, it's
3: two parts, mm-hmm. I've been drinking a lot of seltzer lately, because that's what my wife drinks predominantly, because sure. I have wine, right. this, I love that this is an overly sweet, right. and it's very palatable, it's very drinkable, two, part two of that, is are you looking, are, will you always have a seltzer We're gonna try to, yeah, Yeah, because again, we want to be. I know it's hard to say, right? Yeah, I
1: mean, we we want to be appealing to you know everybody. So, like you said, if you want to if you want to come down and have a couple beers and you want to bring your wife with you, right? There's an option for her. Uh, We are going to be, and I don't want to set a timeline. We're going to be experimenting with NA options as well. Uh, So, hop water, um, for example. So that's kind of taking over. I've seen in the West Coast a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna try to bring it over here, and uh, so we'll be eventually experimenting with that and have an NA option as well. Um, So, again, down the road. But in the foreseeable future, forget, you're yeah, forget- you're, you're oh, your dry you right? January.
4: Yeah, for January. There Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: So yeah. Again, so this is bubbly, bubbly pink lemonade. Uh, we we just started doing seltzers. Actually, we did our first yeah. seltzer the should, the week before we shut down production as a as a home brewery home. Brewers um, because we started then filing for all of our uh, licenses with New York State. And before you shut down your house? Well, before we, <laughs> before we packed up the time. So, again, a little, little side story. I moved out to North Tonawanda um, only because the, the, the apartment that was available was the perfect setup for brewing um, and it, it, and it was for one year. It was during the pandemic. So when, when Joel Joel moved out, I was still living at our old place for a little bit. And then I saw this place and I did a tour of it. And I was like, it was a, it was a laundry room. It was, it was in I think the. It, the Bottom. it was not in the basement it's a hard way to explain this apartment <laughs> he,
2: lived, he lived in a garage that was furnished as an apartment so he was the second garage unit in a way yeah yeah it
1: was a very unique setup great apartment loved it but it was a perfect setup for home brewing and i was able to actually buy one more um 10 gallon fermenter and we had everything set up in there and it was like my little home micro brewery. you lived there i lived there I even did. a large garage is a
3: small apartment.
1: It was again. It was a nice place. I I liked it. It now was it far away from my family my West and okay, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I was working from home. I didn't have to oh, commute anywhere. Okay. It was a, landlords on the wall Is that what you're saying? No. Well, uh, he might be listening. <laughs> and then, the landlord was great, and he he allowed me to maybe do some things that landlords wouldn't be so thrilled about. for Example: running a 220 volt extension cord oh, from just, my kitchen to. I was just going to bring that off Downstairs. Like, your kitchen you do was upstairs. Rock. Yeah. But but Down do the Yeah, yeah. yeah. In so, the garage bedroom. And then there would be a, a, a box fan out the window blowing all the steam oh, out of the awesome. And so he'd always ask, like, what is that going on? I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But then he'd also be able to
3: open up your wall,
1: I mean, garage door. <laughs> yeah.
5: I, you know what? I could have, yes.
1: Yeah, so but then my bed would have been in there, so it would have been a little awkward. But
3: So if I remember correctly, did you guys, were you guys originally looking to open in Williamsville? Were you looking at spaces in Williamsville? We we didn't close
2: ourselves off anywhere. Uh, I don't think we had any talks with anywhere but this place. Oh, okay. uh, but I mean, we we looked at places all over. Uh, so you know, Kenmore, Williamsville, oh. Buffalo. You know, we were everywhere. Kenmore would be good for you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, the, no, no place spoke to us as yeah. well, weird as that sounds.
3: No, as, as I, as I, I completely understand it being here.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate to Brian for a second. So. We're not seltzer. people. I'm not a seltzer oh, okay. drinker. <laughs> is this what seltzer drinkers want when they order seltzer?
3: I don't. Well, I mean, I, I'm not speaking for these so, guys. I like. But I don't think. You I don't know. like. I don't.
4: I don't know. Like, I don't. Like, I, don't I think. I think. Is this?
3: My, it's not super sweet. No. But like, isn't? I, a lot of the macro seltzers are way sweeter. Yeah, but like, and that's what I think. My like, I think of my wife and my two sister in laws, and that's what they want. Mm-hmm. They want they want something that's super sugary that tastes like like super fruity and super sweet and that's exactly what they want and something that's low in alcohol. This is what I would like yeah. as a so craft beer that's drinker. What I'm yeah I, I don't it's know. It's not super sweet. It's it's not uh, the
1: back sweetening.
0: It, uh, what kind of back sweetening are you going on?
1: Uh, so really so our our pink lemonade flavoring is just your um powdered. your powdered lemonade. Mm. So I mean, you know that's, that's 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 as simple as that. I mean we, I'm not going to get it. That's it's just yeah, social. Mean, yeah.
3: the mix
0: has
1: sugar but it doesn't taste like Yeah, sugar. right. Yeah. It's, it's like, just, yeah, it's no. just your, that, uh, your you know you buy it from <laughs> Webster on restaurant I, Depot. I don't know
4: like I, I we don't were know just, some of the some of the local like, craft seltzers are
1: lower, but like you're
4: kind of like macro seltzer is like
3: Okay. A lot of them are very unapproachable,
1: very yeah. yes. Yeah. All right. and, so. and, you know, we, we're we not strictly sticking to our flavor additives being a dry powdered form. Um, yeah. we, we're, we are experimenting, and we will be doing, like, pilot batches of seltzers with um, liquid flavorings, uh, yeah. natural flavorings, yeah. and whatnot. And so we will actually have another option for seltzers um, where we are going to try to pilot different options. Because, again, yeah. we got very new to seltzers. We, we brewed a seltzer. Okay canned it, cleaned all of the equipment up, put in storage. And that was it. Yeah. So again this was our first approach. We, we felt like this was again not a I don't want to say safe, but a um yeah. a reserved oh, approach is. to doing a seltzer. I thought it was good. And yeah. um,
4: Oh I but that, but that's what like the fact that I think it's good and like I, mean, I know
5: what
4: that, you're saying. Yeah, is that a bad is that a bad sign for the general
0: you, public? You don't want the mark seal of approval.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no,
4: actually, you want me to, like, yeah, 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 that's
1: good. Uh, but I, I guess we'll we'll move forward then to the uh, the final guy. So um, this is our imperial stout. It's uh, it's called Public Secret.
0: Smells
1: Joel and I are big coffee drinkers. We enjoy coffee a lot. And so a lot of our stouts will be um, there will be coffee included in them. Um, this, this comes in at 10%, right? Oh. A little over. Yeah, a little, yeah. Bit more, a little bit more than 10 I was a little
3: low. I thought, I thought low eights. No yeah, good. yeah, yeah.
1: That's good. So uh, it comes in at 10%. You get a very heavy roast feeling out of it. Now excuse me on taste. Uh, and surprisingly, and there is no lactose added. It, and I think it, it is sweet, um, in my opinion. Oh. There is vanilla, the Madagascar vanilla added to it in um, secondary. Cream. But then there's it's also... But that's wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arabica, Fafi, then. <laughs> Add it to it. It's then
5: really good. <laughs> it's really good. Can I copy?
1: Arabica. Am I pronouncing that wrong? Arabica? A- I think i that's right.
4: right. I read, I read, it, I read, read that word it
1: would be you say say all the time. I said, y'all, I'm good. so, you're you okay. The comes from... <laughs> (laughs) 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 (laughs)
4: thanks maxwell so in a way
2: going in like theme with some of our other beers that you guys had today uh this is also kind of i guess part of a series um so this is a part of our oxymoron series in a way uh because we get a lot of full body flavor without the filling taste in your, your belly after you drink it from what we get uh, so a lot of people will tell us that like that's not that doesn't seem possible uh, or it's like an oxymoron in itself like a full-bodied light stout um, however so we name a lot of our imperial stouts are specifically yeah, our imperial stout stouts of, are oxymorons yeah. so this one's called public secret yeah. uh,
4: and
3: you
2: know you'll see a lot of different Names if, that go along. You better. said
3: there's no lactose. There's no lactose. I would definitely said. lose money on so, that.
4: Bed. <laughs> so you think in a series it's going to be this base, but you're going to
1: add? So we actually have different bases. Uh, uh, so okay. yeah, a majority of our stouts will be different bases, and okay. again, they a majority of them will have coffee. Um, little funny backstory: uh, we love Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee, but I don't know if you guys are familiar. But um <laughs> it is not cheap to get in the States no, right no. now. I think I think I saw a premiere for like fifty something dollars pound. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my parents <laughs> uh, frequent Jamaica at least once or twice a year for vacation. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so now they're gonna use as an excuse after the story. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I had <laughs> asked them. Yeah. Yeah,
3: And um, you
4: can write everything off.
1: Yep. We my, they had like a, they always carried with carry-ons, they never had checked bags. And so for some reason their flight had a free checked bag, and I was like, do you think you bring back like 10 pounds of coffee for me? Like, coffee. And so my dad was like, yeah, you know, we can do that. So they checked the empty bag on the way there. I tell you, if the yeah. TSA was looking at this, it was sketchy as all hell. <laughs> um, and so I don't, you know, they're in Jamaica, they're doing their thing, and I get a call from my dad, and he's in this like, it sounds like a market, and I, it was. And he's he's like, yelling because he's trying from to talk to me he's from, from Jamaica, Jamaica, and he's calling me. And he goes, how much coffee do you want? How much are you asking? I'm like, I, was like, I don't know, 10 pounds? He's like, that's not good enough. He's like, we're doing 30 pounds because I'm getting a deal on it. And I'm like. Oh. <laughs> okay
3: he's like some back alley yeah. Right. All yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm like <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I, and I'm just like so that oh, like, guy you said you look like you like to party <laughs> <laughs> right
1: yeah
2: he's like you want to feel some mouth prickles yeah <laughs>
1: Um, and so anyways they, they bought us they brought back 30 pounds of Jamaican wow. Blue Mountain coffee at a heavy discount yeah. and my dad sent a photo of the suitcase and it was all like individually packaged in bricks, so yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. bricks. and I was like there's no way this bag is not getting searched on the yeah. way home and it, it's, it's here we're ready to, we're gonna do something special with it we're gonna probably do something barrel aged you know and just really you know and wait till next year because they think so in Jamaica they just call that coffee oh yeah, yeah it's man, just yeah. coffee down there and then my dad was like I'll go back twice a year if you need me to. I'm more than happy to pick anything up for you. No, we'll do He's it. Got we'll go. yeah. 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 He's got yeah. yeah. He's got a guy.
5: Yeah, we got a guy now, man. Do you have barrels?
1: We don't. So, and then, so, I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Buffalo Barrel Project. Of course. Um, so, you know, we you know those guys. They've been again supporters of us. They've been very encouraging. And so, we, we reached out to them right when we got it, and we kind of said, let's do something special. Let's you know, let's let's do let's brew together, awesome. let's package this. So, we're gonna hopefully work with them probably after summer, get through the dog days a little bit, and mm-hmm. you know, grind out as as much products as we can, and then have the liberty of sitting on something for about a year or two. So that's our
4: plan. The geography of the space is like we talked about all this
3: well, time Did you really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, because
4: <laughs> you were at Flying Bison before this. You're like, oh, I'm five minutes away. I was at Old First Ward. I was like, oh, I'm Probably. three minutes away.
3: Yeah. First of all, I, I wanted to bring that up. I blame you, I blame you guys mm-hmm. for us wanting. We had to get. We had to go to another brewery to get in a free podcast beer to come here and drink beer with you guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, like, yeah, you were at Jeans. We were at Flying yeah. Bison. It is, yeah. it is. Yeah. just. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we accept it. We, yeah. Yeah. I
4: mean, it <laughs> makes it <laughs> makes it easy for people. Yeah, this was, like,
3: and like you said, what did you say from Gene's? Five minutes. It was three minutes. minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. could yeah. probably walk in five minutes. No, yeah. it was it's an, an eighteen-minute walk. Yeah. Yeah. Like I looked up on the I mean, from my office, yeah. it's like two minutes from here. I
1: think there's like six of us now within like two square miles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think we're, especially with Larkin and everything, I think you're seeing a lot of movements coming from north buffalo down to south buffalo yeah um so, uh, and i you know and we are just happy to be part of it and you know people always ask you why you op- why are you opening in an area that's already saturated with breweries and that's not a negative we yeah, never looked at it we never looked at it that and no. you know we we encourage people go grab some wings at jeans have an old first war beer go grab some food at beltline come here after you know, yeah. or, you know whatever it be you know make a day out of it make it make a great day out of it it's a great area
3: Pop Exactly. Yeah. Bicycle tours. When put we go put. to other cities, we look for places like exactly. this. Yes. yes. Because yes. we want so, want yeah, places to, we can walk to. Or yeah. We want to go to a neighborhood where we can hit up as many breweries as possible without taking five Ubers. Yeah. Or what? You know. Yeah. Seriously. Walking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're just excited to be a part of it too. I mean,
2: it's a great place. Yeah, right? at one, two, five, whatever you want.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what that uh, was. I hired, I hired a choir. To actually sing. I forgot. Is that <laughs> part of your
4: outro? Yeah. That's, <laughs> my, that's, just gonna, whoa, hey, that's part of the outro. This stuff is. This stuff is like. Right. I thought it was going to be not that good. And it's Fair? very good. Oh, okay. Thank
3: no, I thought it was going to be like.
1: Yeah. We appreciate that. Places
4: always start with imperial style, and it's like, oh, okay, this will be good.
3: Next time we do, really all
1: the I, I completely agree with that. Thank
3: you guys, we really appreciate all six that. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty fantastic. <laughs> first first seven, first, seven first six. First uh, flight, seven, uh, yeah. You
2: said batch uh, one, that's one of the one that I've
4: had.
5: It's
2: good. great. Well, no, thank Better you. Really. Right. Exactly. Going back <laughs> to the other question, that's exactly what we want you to feel comfortable ordering any style yeah. that you have, and again, feel like you had, you had, <laughs> There it is again. I had a good experience through it all. Uh, that's probably going on in the barbershop. Uh, so Coven mm-hmm. Mills right down the, right around the corner from us. Not amused.
5: you really want to be honest. The Victorian We haven't seen anything. yet. Yeah, we really want to be
4: honest. you you can tell that you've been sort of working on some of these beers for like years because they're they don't they don't drink like we're opening in two weeks. Exactly. Not. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. Really, that means a
3: lot.
0: Like they're not. Yeah, so sure. after that because presumably people will listen to this afterwards too
5: mm-hmm. your hours full, full,
0: full. At, as of june of 2022 your hours mm-hmm. you got thursday through sunday mm-hmm. uh looks like thursday 4 p.m friday 4 p.m and then weekends 11 yeah yep. 10 p.m sundays i wish i would have brought this up earlier but here we are You got three TVs here. Sure do. Yes. Sure do. This is prime bills time period, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Bills are playing later. You guys expecting to stay open later?
2: Yeah. These are our opening summer hours, you know, uh, you know, based off of uh, seasonal changes. Uh, We'll, we'll definitely adapt to all that. I mean, it's going to be tough to, you know, turn down bills, fans rooting uh, day and night. It's, it's what we're part of. I was, yeah, I
1: was just going to say that. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and again, uh, like Food Truck Tuesdays. You know, we, we plan to be open. So, oh, yes, we'll be, yeah. again, and every, you'll, you'll be able to follow all these things on our Instagram, specifically, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll make announcements when we're open. If there's an off day, like I said, a Tuesday during Food Trucks, and we're going we're to open for a couple hours. We'll put the notice out there and whatnot. And yeah. even on um, Sunday mornings before Bill's games, early in the morning, um, we're Formula One race fans. We, oh, enjoy, nice. we enjoy the sport. So, uh, we'll be here. You know, usually the start times are between 7 and 9 a.m., except for, you know, maybe some of the local ones that are too. So, we'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be here in the morning, you know, watching. So come Start by. with the punch bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah.
1: So, um, no, again, that's we—that's kind of the luxury we have is because it's just the two of us running it. We can yeah. kind of come in whenever and open these doors. You, and,
4: you're only two employees? Yeah. yeah, yeah. One, oh, wow. Yeah, one,
3: oh, and one and two. One and two. That's amazing How thing. long until your parents are working?
5: Here, uh, almost <laughs> probably June 25th. Two awesome blossoms.
2: glasses, actually waiting to come in and figure out what needs to be cleaned or what needs to be wiped down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our both mom and dad are always yeah. ready to be in here at a moment's notice. Uh, I think my dad's itching to retire, and I think he's
1: trying to use this as his. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I think and he's just waiting for us right? to ask him.
1: I <laughs> know uh, he, he's bartended for like 25 years now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. He has, yeah, right. he has experience. In oh, nice. So. Uh, mom's retired and so she's here you know cleaning and always saying doing mom stuff. yeah doing mom stuff yeah, that's the best nice. way so instead of it being our, our apartments and room she's in here now cleaning up after us so
0: <laughs> anything else guys no. Good on uh, well, another
2: beer. I yeah, I was thinking. Oh, I was thinking oh, oh, I was yeah, oh, oh, well, we, 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 we want to we just say oh, thank you, guys, for yeah, everything yeah. you do. Uh, honestly, uh, like you said, you brought it up earlier. Like you guys have been doing this for so long, uh, making you know a long. huge <laughs> highlight on uh, the craft beer scene in Buffalo. Uh, you know, between you guys highlighting a lot of these places and getting us to go in there and drink them and become a part of it, like really. Fueled some of our our fire to be a part of it ourselves. So uh, thank you again for everything you've done for you. not thank just you. us but also the the beer community in West New York. It's nice. it's awesome to be a part of. You guys have
0: been
5: using
3: the beer league since he was in middle yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! That's amazing. <laughs> that is awful. When we started the beer league, what did we start? We uh, a six pack of salmon Adams Cherry Wheat. We thought we were cool. <laughs> that was cool. I've in I don't know. I
4: if we yeah, talk no, no, no. if we talk Canadian, I had my first legal beer in 1997.
0: <laughs> it was my fault that time. Beautiful. I ruined the perfect ending. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault that time. I don't remember very often. i do awesome. I'm
2: better. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're the editor. You can God, decide God, God. when it ends. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again, guys. Yeah. can't wait to see everybody, and uh, Thank uh, thanks for sharing your time with us. Thank, Thank you. you.
5: Congratulations. Thank you.
0: So everyone, thank you again for listening. Thank you to Joel, and thank you to Dylan for inviting us and for for sharing the beers that they had on tap and allowing us to see the space. They are currently open now, so go check them out on Elk Street. And thank you for listening to West New York Brews. I will talk to you soon on the next episode when it comes out. And until then, we go out with the Rearview Ramblers. You can find them on Facebook. It's the Rearview Ramblers with You Can't Buy Beer with Condolences. Thank you for listening you
5: can